0: Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. ctmobile.com. mobilecom
1: Joined on the hotline, the IHOP hotline, by Kevin Saul, the athletic director at Wichita State. Kevin, welcome. Good afternoon.
2: Thanks so much for uh, having me on the show.
1: Well, we we always appreciate your availability and your desire and willingness to come on with us, so thank you. Uh, so we had uh, Lauren Hibbs on yesterday, the baseball coach, and they've had a, a, a very good season, a bounce-back season, after a few years of uh, really not reaching that level. Uh, we know what's going on in softball and track and field. Uh, this is the kind of spring you enjoy as an athletic director, isn't
2: it? Yeah, it's been a good spring. We um... – had a lot of good stories to tell. Certainly, uh, uh, we're in a better spot, obviously, in our baseball program than we were last fall, that's for sure. Um, I think we had a 56-game schedule. You probably look at some highs and lows, and and that's all part of it. Um, and, obviously, we've got uh, still a long ways to go. We've got two weekends and a conference tournament. So, a lot of script left to play out in, in, in that season, and looking forward to that. Our softball team is headed down to Tampa, and they'll be competing the AAC championship. And track and field will be down there as well. So uh, I'm going to head down uh, late tomorrow and have an opportunity to support both softball and track in Tampa as they compete for championships.
0: Yeah, we, we talked to uh, Lauren Hibbs yesterday, and I, I asked him because, you know, it's kind of been a four-year process uh, with, with that staff, minus Eric Wedge now, where they got here when it was uh, the – Uh, the pandemic had a shortened season and uh, all that they've gone through since then. And now this can feel like a culmination. I asked him what support uh, the baseball program needs to, you know, continue on this path. So I'll ask you that question. What kind of support from the athletic department does baseball need uh, to continue on this path? Or is it just a status quo and let them keep going?
2: Well, I think the, the support is, is ever growing, right? When I, I think we've talked about it before when I, Was researching the job um, here at Wichita State. I looked at all 15 of our sports programs and where we were positioned in major expense and major revenue categories with our peers in the American Athletic Conference and that analysis was done inclusive of the new peers that begin July 1 of 23 Um, and certainly we're positioned very well in baseball and we've got a, a majority of our programs are positioned in the top We've got a couple in the middle third. We've got a couple in the bottom third that we need to address um, uh, clearly because I firmly believe that from a championship perspective, we've got to align resources to expectations. If we have championship-level expectations, we've got to have championship-level resources. That doesn't mean we've got to be number one in the league in every single category. What it means is we need to be positioned collectively in the top third. Uh, We are... Um, in many of our programs, baseball is included in that, and so we feel like we're, uh, we're positioned well there. My experience as baseball administrator for eight years at the University of Kentucky will tell me we built a $50 million stadium there um, right before we opened it up, uh, right before I left for Murray State. And I can tell you in all the extensive research and design um, that we did in that project, this facility here at Wichita State is positioned in the top uh, 15, I would say, in the country. Um, so there's a lot of resources here. Um, the the resources that are available in terms of um, obviously the the stadium itself, uh, the premium spaces, the player development spaces in terms of nutrition, weight room, team room, coaches' offices connected. Um, there are literally hundreds of baseball coaches around the country that would desire to have a facility set up to what we have here at Wichita State. So we're positioned really well. Um, We're obviously going to continue to keep analyzing where we can get better, how we can get better, because at the end of the day, um, I don't know that Wichita State baseball is measured by anything other than postseason play and trying to get to Omaha, and that's certainly our goal.
0: Good, and I'm I'm also curious, you know, obviously with the softball team and, and the women and how well they've played over the last few years, how important is that to the school, just to add something like that and, and a team that's ranked as high as they are and, and having players like a Sydney McKinney there, and, and what's the feedback you get off of that as an AD when you talk to people and how much is brought up about your softball team?
2: I, I think what Christy and her staff and the, the young women in our program have done um, cannot be overstated um, you know four of the last six years have made an NCA regional um, we will make one this year to be five of seven um, we have tremendous young women in our community whether you analyze that through the NIL space um, academically how they they contribute their time and efforts into the community um, their spirit just uh, it's a it's a phenomenal group of, of young people And you guys know, at least I think you might know, Jennifer and I have made it a priority to host every single team uh, out to our house in the last nine, ten months. And we'll do dinner, and we've got ping pong and pool, and uh, we'll be outside and inside. And I don't know that we have a more cohesive group, uh, a group that has more fun with each other uh, than our softball program. So it's very easy to see when you have an opportunity to hang around them why they're successful. Um, Incredible relationships amongst peers, between coaches and student athletes. We've got a great sport administrator in Corey Torgerson. All those things are are pulling in the right direction. And so obviously it's our job administratively. You talked about it with baseball. Um, We certainly have an obligation to resource our softball program in a different way because I would tell you that they are outperforming their resources, particularly on the facility side. And so we made it a priority last July. Uh, to dive into what that softball facility would need to look like. We've got a phase one of about $9.65 million, and uh, we're making significant headway in terms of financing um, that first phase to include a full indoor infield, 110 by 110 turf space for live infield BP, pitching tunnels, and then a team operations building that connects to the new third-base dugout. And I will tell you, the university has um, made it a priority to resource our softball program in a different way in the last 18 months. We've invested $2.1 million in terms of lights, batting cages, the new dugout on the third base side, which was designed to connect into these new team facilities. After the season this year, guys, we will be installing artificial synthetic. Uh, surface everywhere except the dirt infield, we still need to maintain that to host NCAA Regionals. So we're making significant investments in our softball program because um, we need to align resources to the expectations. They have created championship-level expectations outperforming their resources, and it's our job to to meet those.
1: Kevin Salt, our guest, when are you inviting the cast and crew of our radio show to your house for ping pong, Kevin?
2: I would tell you it's an open invitation anytime, guys. I just need to run it by Jennifer. So if you give me a day or two in advance, we'll make it happen.
1: Well, if she's listening to this show, she'll <laughs> flatly say no. So we, we'll have to deal with that when it happens. <laughs> Kevin, do not give these and two I'll your a, address, I'll whatever you do. <laughs>
2: playlist. Uh, I'll need a desired playlist when you guys come over so I can make that well, happen I like for that. you, too.
1: There you go. Kevin Sall, our guest, Wichita State Athletic Director. Uh, let's. I'm a little confused. and I Why... Why Wichita State softball isn't hosting a regional this year? Is it facilities? Is it strength of schedule? Is it a combination? Because, uh, you know, I, I'm an old sports writer, and I think I know enough about, uh, about this that it, it just seems like that's a little bit of an injustice. Do you agree?
2: Well, Bob, that decision hasn't been made yet. Um, those announcements are made on Sunday, the 14th of May.
1: Let's say I'm not optimistic, okay?
2: Okay, okay. So, well, let's talk about that because when you look at – there's so many variables that go into it. So let's talk about the NCAA bid first and foremost. So when you submit an NCAA bid to to host a championship, there's a formula that they will use that includes the uh, financial components, right? So your, your revenue and expenses, um, how you plan for the championship – Uh, those elements you've got to meet a minimum financial guarantee there which we did there are some championships where you need to be very very competitive on the financial component and there are some where you only need to meet a minimum financial guarantee and softball is one of those and we have in our bid they will also look at facility and your ability ability to accommodate a first class championship i will tell you all of the components that are required to host a championship, whether that's a field, dugouts, restrooms in the dugouts, lights, press box, um, media, workrooms, uh, press conference areas, uh, hospitality areas for student athletes and staff, parking. We meet all of those. I will tell you that we will we will do an even better and more efficient job of meeting all of those uh, with the new facility. Um, So I don't know that that's going to be restrictive uh, to us hosting, but it certainly is a concern because it's an older facility. Um, The other element that I think you've got to look at is selections in general. So what happens in the background throughout the course of the year in all sports is typically you will have a national committee, right, for a sport, a selection committee for the postseason tournament. And below that or in the background of that national committee are regional advisory committees. In the case of softball, I believe there are six regional advisory committees, and what those committees do is they rank order teams within their region based on their results, their RPI, their strength of schedule, all of those elements. Those regional rankings are then forwarded every week to the national committee, who then nationally ranks Uh, those teams and so when you talk about rankings you can talk about d1 softball you can talk about rpi you can talk about the national committee ranking which nobody sees by the way uh throughout the course of the season um you can talk about national polls and when you look at those we are anywhere between 18 and 21 to those that we have access to um there are 16 host sites Now, the selection of host sites is not going to go by the chalk of the RPI. Uh, That won't happen. Um, I have seen it extend as deep into rankings as 19, 20, and 21 have had an opportunity to host. The committee is charged with selecting 16 regional host sites that are balanced geographically because finances for the overall softball championship is a factor, and um, you've got to try and balance those regional sites geographically. So I will give you an example. Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, Arkansas, Wichita State will all have cases to host regionals. Whether the, commu- the, the committee puts four regionals within that tight geographical area, uh, in other words, bringing 12 visiting teams into that type of a geographical area remains to be seen. So there are multiple layers and, and multiple concurrent factors that are weighed in in terms of, of whether you're selected to, to host a regional
0: or not. That all makes sense. Jeff, do you have a question? Just, just real quick, Kevin, since we haven't touched on men's basketball, I know fans uh, get a little bit antsy about recruiting and whatever timeline they think uh, it should go on. Uh, how do you think uh, Paul Mills and his staff are doing so far? And, and what's the check-in process like? Do you talk to him regularly about that stuff or, or any other stuff for that matter?
2: Yes, we we connect near daily. Um, I'm, I'm swinging through the offices or he swings through mine, uh, text calls. It's a regular communication, so I'm well informed. I'm, I'm a part of the recruiting po- process when we have young men on our campus Um I'll do a short presentation, and there's an academic component to that. So um, I'm heavily engaged in that process, and I feel I feel very good and encouraged in terms of uh, the conversations that we're having first and foremost. But obviously the, the the other institutions that these young people are considering in the same conversation as Wichita State is exactly where we need to be. We're going to win some of those we're going to lose some of those and so we will continue to put our best foot forward we've got significant assets to sell to young people in terms of our facilities we've got a 1.1 million dollar weight room renovation that's going on right now Uh, the place is built for basketball in terms of the proximity of the championship floor to the practice courts to the coaches offices and the weight room Uh, we've got a lot of really positive things to sell our academic performance is incredibly high um, and we have the ability to Um, certainly guide and direct and nurture uh, young people that might struggle academically. I think we've performed very, very well in that space from a a GPA, APR, all of those elements. I think um, we do a good job with the parents because obviously parents got to be comfortable with their young people uh, being with us, and so we'll spend a lot of time with the parents. But between Paul and Kenton and Chris, Quincy, Luke, Ian, Xavier, Ryan, Todd, all of those folks are involved in recruiting, and it, it is a certainly a condensed process with the portal. I think there were 1,600 young people in the portal last year, um, 1,200 of those, 1,600 that left scholarships to enter the portal, and only 1,200 of those actually matriculated to other schools. So we're seeing a lot of influence in – the lack of high school recruiting, the, the, the pressure in the portal, the additional COVID years that really don't cycle off until 24, 25. It's a unique recruiting environment. I will tell you from a fan's perspective, obviously, um, I, I love uh, perspectives and opinions and all of those things, and everybody has one, and I think that's great. That's the passion and emotion that comes with uh, Shocker basketball is second to none, and I've been involved in some great programs I think there is a difference between uh, opinions and informed opinions, right, or detailed opinions. Um, uh, there's a lot of information that's going on in the background and a lot of details and calls and all those elements. NIL is a significant portion of it. Um, and so just knowing that we've got a small army of individuals that are committed to putting the the, the, the most elite level of talent on the floor that we can possibly uh, do for next year. That's what we're focused on. We've got a few more positions to fill and we'll continue to do that and I'm I'm encouraged.
1: Kevin, thanks so much. We really appreciate you coming on the show as you uh, frequently do. Thank you.
2: Well, thank you for having us. I, I really appreciate your guys' role and commitment and, and what helps in telling our story. So thank you so much for that. I appreciate it and go Shockers.